When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a big week for some former Michigan Wolverine football players. Draft week is finally here. Thursday night, we'll find out where some of these players are going. And today, we will talk to Ben Bredesen to find out where he's been, what he's been doing, and what he expects to happen this weekend. We'll talk to him next on In the Trenches. Let's go in the trenches with John Jansen. The former Wolverines captain and Michigan Sports Hall of Famer will take you inside the locker room with players and coaches. Once again, here's John Jansen. Welcome back, friends. As I promised, we'll get to Ben Bredesen in just a few minutes, but some business to take care of before that. First and foremost, I want to thank Brian Bush for the tireless work that he has put into the podcast. He's not going to be with us for the next three months. We're hoping that he will make a triumphant return. We'll we'll see if we can get him running out of the tunnel to start the original podcast uh, or the the podcast come mid-July when he is uh, able to return. But for now, you're stuck with me, uh, and uh, and I hope that uh, I can continue to entertain and bring you as much information as I can of what is going on at the University of Michigan in the athletic department and around the state of Michigan. As I mentioned last week, the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame released their voting ballot for the class of 2020. You can go online to the Michigan State Hall of Fame website, which is mshof.org backslash ballot and cast your vote. There are five Wolverines on the ballot this year. Derek Alexander, Jake Long, Jenny Ritter, Chris Weber, and Drew Henson. So best of luck to all five of them, and please make sure that you spend as many times or vote as many times as you possibly can. 
and see if we can get some more Wolverines in the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, there has been a lot of bad news um, over the past few months, and all of us are looking for a, a slight glimmer of hope. And I think our high school seniors, our incoming freshmen all across America just got that because on Friday, the NCAA announced that they were waiving the standardized test scores. So no SAT, no ACT for freshman eligibility come the year of 2020-21, which is obviously next school year. They will have to have a 2.3 GPA in their 10 core courses. Seven of those had to have been accomplished in their first three years, a high school freshman, sophomore, and junior in English, math, and science. I don't know where this was when I was a senior. It would have been nice. Uh, I think there's probably a lot of people that spent many days, many nights studying, studying for their SAT, ACT, and this year, that wish has been granted. So always looking for that little glimmer of hope. And I'll tell you one more story before we get to Ben. Uh, I always like to share some bright spots that happened throughout my day. Um, as many of you know, got a new puppy. I was out in my front lawn walking the dog, trying to train it to use the lawn instead of my couch. And ev with everybody walking around the streets, there, it's always nice to be able to see people walk by, and I thank all of you who walk by and say go blue. Um, it is, uh, it's a breath of fresh air. But to the UPS drivers, to the FedEx drivers, to the Postal Service, all of you that continue to deliver our packages, as I was out there, with less traffic, there is less noise. And I was, like I said, out in my front lawn, and I heard this 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 music and I heard this person singing and all of a sudden I look up and there's this UPS driver driving down the road singing her song playing her music just having a, gr a grand old time and everybody that she went by because everybody's out walking right now it was a beautiful day I was waving at her it brought a smile to everybody's face I want to thank all of those who continue to bring smiles, who continue to find the bright spot or be the bright spot in everybody's day, uh, I'll give you a big go blue. And after that, I want to get to the star of the show, and that is Captain Ben Bredesen. I am now joined by the former Michigan Wolverine captain, two-time captain, Ben Bredesen. Ben, thanks for joining us, and how you doing? Staying safe and uh, healthy? Oh, thanks for having me. And yeah, uh, safe and healthy, just, um, just working from home. And I, I know I introduced you as former Michigan Wolverine, former Michigan captain. Does it feel like four years went that fast? Yeah, I think you can relate, you know, it goes too fast. Um, you know, my freshman year, my senior year, I was able to soak everything in, but I just couldn't tell you what happened to the two in the middle. Um, <laughs> You know, it's uh, been an outstanding ride. It was the best four years of my life, and uh, sad to see it go, but excited to see what uh, the next chapter is. And I, I want to get into some of your Michigan career, all the way from recruiting to graduations, which, which you did graduate in December, so my hat's off to you. Congratulations. Well done. Um, Thank you. But I want to I dive into a little bit of what you've been doing since the bowl game. When the bowl game ended, mm -hmm. what uh, what was the what was the – 
path that you took? Yeah, so I flew right from uh, right from Florida out to um, Santa Ana, California, and was training out there. Um, so I was training out there through the Senior Bowl, through the Combine, and then right up to our Pro Day. And then, um, obviously, as you know, Pro Day got canceled the day before. Um, and then I came home right uh, after that following Monday and have been home uh, working from here ever since. What was the uh, what was the training like when you got out to California? What was a typical day for you look like? Mm-hmm. So I'd wake up in the morning probably about you know, like 7, 7 o'clock and have PT um, around 8.30 and do, you know, half hour, hour of physical therapy, just, you know, getting whatever I needed stretched or worked on for the day to make sure that, you know, I was going to be good. Um, and I'd, we'd usually head over to the field and um, do a bunch of movement, you know, work on, you know, 40 starts, you know, agility, speed, um, flexibility, uh, anything you need you know, work on that straight line combine speed mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, do the, uh, the agility drills, you know, the works. And then afterwards we would have, uh, you know, position coaches come. So I'd have a, you know, an O-line coach come in and, um, you know, I had Sam Baker who was a first round pick from USC and played for the Falcons for a long time. So, you know, he and I got, had a good thing going and, you know, we'd get a good hour of, you know, offensive line work in then. Um, so for me, I mean, that was a lot of snapping, making sure I can, you know, advertise, I can play center, mm-hmm. um, you know, working on the pass sets as guard, all that. Then, uh, head back to the apartment, eat lunch, um, and then go lift, um, in the afternoon and, you know, do an hour and a half to our lift there and then be done for the day. So, um, it was busy, but it was, it was a great time. When you were doing some of your, uh, uh, your your offensive line drills. What were some of the things? What have you since you were done at Michigan and you look back and you look at film, and you've had uh, obviously a lot of feedback from scouts, from you know front offices, from obviously from the Michigan coaches as well. But mm-hmm. what were some of the feedback that you had, and what have you been working on um, skill wise since since the, the the bowl game? Yeah, a lot of it is just lateral quickness, and um, so I've been working on. You know, just getting a little more fluid in pass protection and working my hands a little bit better. Uh, felt like I made a big jump from the, you know, from the bowl game to the senior bowl, you know, with just hand placement. And, uh, you know, Sam, that was something Sam Baker and I worked a lot on. And, uh, you know, we were able to make some progress on there. And it just taught me some different tricks that he knew. And um, some of them worked for me, some of them didn't. But um felt like I had a, you know, a good senior bowl from that. And, um and then we just kept going from there all throughout the process. And I kept getting reports, and, and we were all looking and, and watching you and Josh Uche and all the guys that were down at the Senior Bowl. And one of the things I kept hearing was that, boy, this Ben Bredesen um, is having a heck of a week. Um, what, were, what were your thoughts going to the Senior Bowl, and what did you want to accomplish or show some of the scouts down at the Senior Bowl? Yeah, I wanted to show them I could play center and that I was, you know, uh, a competent center. I knew how to run the show and that physically I was able to you know, snap the ball and play a different position. And then, um, you know, I wanted to show if I could play right guard as well. Cause my whole career at Michigan, I just strictly played left guard. So, um, I wanted to advertise the versatility a little bit. Um, but really I just wanted to go down there and, um, you know, it's always a blessing when you're able to compete against, you know, the best guys in the country. And, um, 
you know, played against the guys that, you know, that went to all these elite schools, you know, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the LSUs, the Floridas, USCs, you know, being able to get on the same team as them and, um, you know, compete against their, their top guys every single play is, is a great experience. I just wanted to go out there and compete. And I, I remember when I went down to the Senior Bowl, you show up, and obviously, you know, there's there's all of the all of the stars of college football that that our seniors are there. Um, and then when you get into your meeting rooms, it it just seemed awkward because you spend so much time with your unit at Michigan. And for you, obviously, it was John Runyon to your left, Cesar Ruiz to your right for the last couple of years. Now you're in an mm-hmm. environment where you know, hey, those guys aren't there. And you've got different people that are standing next to you, you, you know, different calls. What was the experience like of, of getting accustomed to a new center, playing center yourself, or, you know, playing next to a, a left or right tackle that you just hadn't been familiar with? Yeah, it's a little different. And, and I'm sure you can attest to this more than just about everyone else out there. But, um, you know, the culture of the offensive line in general in football is very cohesive, you know, so we were able to get. Um, get everything down, you know, really in about one or two practices. And um, But, yeah, it, it was much different than having John and Caesar next to me. Um, I had Josh Jones, from a tackle from Houston, and uh, Nick Harris from the center from Washington next to me. And it was just, a, you know, it was just two different guys. But, um, you know, we had a couple bumps in the road. Uh, we were able to learn the calls real quick and, and bond. And, um, you know, it, was, it wasn't as bad as – it wasn't as bad and uh, not as many hiccups as I thought it was going to be, but obviously, yeah, it's a different field than playing with the two guys you've been next to for the last, you know, two years. And after that, obviously you go back to training and the, the, the progression goes senior bowl training, you know, combine. What was, Mm -hmm. I I know you went to the combine. uh, You didn't, weren't able to do everything due to an injury or is everything healed up? Are you a hundred percent now? Yeah, I'm all good. Just to, just, a minor hamstring pull, um, just bad timing, really. And uh, wasn't able to do everything at the combine. Um, was going to do everything. At the, was going to do uh, a workout at the pro day. Um, and then, obviously, um, that didn't happen. But, um, no, it was just a bad timing of an injury. When when the pro day was canceled, and I, and I saw, I think it was um, uh, Shea Patterson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Sean McCune had done kind of a virtual one where they uh, uh, videotaped a bunch of stuff that they did down in uh, Toledo. Did you do anything like that in regards to, you know, timing a 40 or, you know, going through drills that you sent off to, you know, NFL franchises? Yeah, we ended up doing that. Um, you know, my agent and I ended up doing that. Uh, about a week or two later, um, actually back here uh, in Wisconsin, and um, just you know went to the field and um, you know filmed some filmed some offensive line drills, uh, you know playing guard and center, and um, sent them off to every team. What was the? Uh, did you do the forty in the in the two twenty five? And honestly, I'm not even going to ask what your forty is because I I, th- I don't know that there's a more irrelevant drill for offensive linemen than the 40 yard dash, but in terms of, correct. <laughs> in terms of, no, I didn't do any of that. I, all the teams wanted and all they requested was just to do an O-line workout. They didn't want any of the other times. So just sent the O-line stuff out and that was it. Good for you. And, and I'm glad that you agree that the 40 is, is such an irrelevant drill. I know that the, you know, the short shuttle, 
Um, I can understand that because it's change of direction, it's quickness, it's, you know, the three cone drill and all that stuff. Um, you know, so was any of that stuff in some of the workout or was it just position specific drills? Just strictly position specific. And, uh, you know, they were set up to be pretty comparable. Uh, you know, they, they were trying to expose the same things, you know, it wasn't the same drill, but they were both going for lateral quickness, uh, you know, change of direction and, um, you know, like like you said, with the three cone, you know, in that final run into the arc, um, you know, things like that. Make it, it was an athleticism test. Mm -hmm. And when you're at the combine, um, one of the things that they do, obviously, you got to take the Wonderlick test. The Giants, I know they used to have this test that I'm not kidding you. I think it took me almost two hours. Do they still That's do still that? There. Is That's this? still there. <laughs> Luckily, though, if you went to the Senior Bowl, you were able to knock it out there. So I was able to knock out most of that psychological testing at the senior bowl. Uh -huh. And you're right. That the one that the giant, the giants still give that one out and it's still two hours long. And there's a couple others. And it's about a four, four to four and a half hour session of psychological testing. But I, I was able to knock most of that out at the senior bowl. So when I got to the combine, I really only had probably two or three more hours of it. Um, and then I was done. And at the combine, then when you're doing your interviews, um, mm -hmm. what are they? What are they asking you? And what was the strangest question that you got asked? Um, I actually didn't get that many strange ones. It was pretty straightforward. Um, but uh, no, they definitely try to. Sometimes that they're trying to rattle you or or make you go very fast in your calls. Um, see how fast you can process things and. Um, and, you know, it's a whirlwind in there. You just walk into a room and there's 32 tables. Every team has a table and you're just standing there and they're just grabbing you, pulling you, pulling you from table to table. And everybody gets their, you know, 13 minute session and then the horn rings and you get up and then some other team's grabbing you and you just do that for a four hour deal. So it's, uh, it gets kind of draining at the end, but, um, just something you, you know, you push through and, um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you're at the NFL combine and you're trying to go be a pro. So it's never really anything you can complain about. No. And, and, and this is, this is a week that always excites me, not because of, of the draft per se, because there's a lot of nonsense that goes along with it, but it always brings back the emotion of, you know, the childhood dream that you have of, of playing in the NFL or, or, you know, playing a professional sport, no matter what it is. Um, what, when you woke up this morning, um, and we're recording this on Monday, uh, obviously everybody will be listening to it on Tuesday, but when you woke up Monday morning, what was, what was going through your mind? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's strange that the week has finally come, you know, it's been something that's always in the future, you know, the draft is coming here the draft is coming and then realizing that, you know, by the end of the week, you're going to know what team you're playing for, or where you're moving and basically where you're going to be for the next four years. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's a lot ahead. different. Than it, was. it was a lot different than it was from college. You know, where you got to pick, and you were in control, and you're in no control here. But um, you know, it's I like you said, it's very exciting because you're going to be able to achieve your childhood dream. But there's there's still some nervousness to it as well. And what do you sense from your parents? Because I know that they're they're excited for you. They're anxious. They're hoping that you get drafted somewhere close to home so they can see every game and make it easy to see every game. But uh, what do you, what's the sense that you get from your parents? Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head there. Um, you know, they're 
you know, they're excited for me to go anywhere, I think, in their own, um, you know, in their own wishes that I would be, you know, very close to be, you know, like Green Bay or Chicago so they could go to every single game. Um, but they just want to have a, a good fit for me at the end of the day, and I, uh, I think that they'll be happy no matter no matter where I go. So you grew up in NFC North country and obviously, you know, you're what an hour away from Madison and you end up cho- choosing mm-hmm. to go to Michigan, but you've got green Bay. Um, you've got Detroit, you've got Chicago, obviously Minnesota. You're, you're smack dab in the middle. When you were growing mm-hmm. up, what was, uh, what was your brand of choice? Well, I, as every kid in Wisconsin grows up, you know, grew up a Packer fan, but, um, you know, I was able to, you know, I watched Brett Favre growing up every single Sunday for my childhood. So it wasn't the worst, wasn't the worst team to you know cheer for. But um, as you know now, the allegiances are all off, and um, you know it's just uh, my new favorite team to be whoever picks me. Yes, <laughs> it will be, and then in four years, it's going to be whoever wants to hire you at that time. Uh, yep. But you know, I know that uh, obviously being in Packer country, you've got friends, family, everybody's probably Packer fans. What have they told you, you know, if, if you go to Chicago, are they mm-hmm. all going to be Chicago Bear fans? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, fans, they may, some of them said that they would wear a Bears jersey. Some did not, um, but they will cheer for me. And then hope, except when they play the Packers, is what I've been what I've been told. So, and that's fine. And I've got, you know, wherever I go, if they they'll still support me, I got a good support system here. But um, obviously, growing up here, I understand how deep that Packers fandom runs in uh, some of my friends and family. So, not gonna, I'll take what I can get. And I know that obviously with the coronavirus and, you know, social distancing is it's changed a lot of people's plans in regards to celebrating this coming weekend, starting on Thursday and going all the way through Saturday. Um, what's uh, what are the plans that you guys have and, and how do you plan to celebrate the moment? Yeah, I'm just I'll be at home with my family and, uh, you know, hopefully it's nice weather and we can, you know, sit outside and, um, you know, grill some food and put a TV out there and hang out, but, um, no, it's just gonna be a small group here, you know? Well, when you think back to your time at Michigan and I, and I want to go down memory lane just a little bit, uh, but it's 2016, you make the commitment to come to Michigan and some of the guys in that class are obviously yourself. You've got Rashawn Gary, David Long, uh, you know, some guys that are already in the NFL. And then in, in this draft class, you'll have Big Mike, Michael Unwainu, Lavert Hill, Kalik Hudson. What do you remember about coming in with that class? Yeah, I was actually thinking about that the other day, you know, about how many guys, you know, our class is going to be able to turn into, you know, for pro players. And, um, you know, it's something that we're proud of. You know, um, we always had this dream as a class to, you know, have some, have success in Michigan. You know, some of the goals we weren't able to achieve, but, um, you know, you always have that long term. You know, I hope we can play against each other in the NFL and being able to go through the four years with those guys and, you know, already see, you know, the, the David Long, the David Longs, Devin Bush, and uh, Rashawn Gary have success in the league. Um, you know, and then having it be the rest of our turn this year. Um, 
you know, it's exciting. And, you know, there's still, um, you know, there's still a few guys that are going to do a fifth year at Michigan, you know, Carlo Kemp's going to do that fifth year there. So, you know, there's still more coming and um, it's been a very, uh, it's been an honor to be a part of that class. And you, you look back over that time, obviously being a captain is a big deal. You were a captain twice. Um, you know, what's what's your favorite memory being at Michigan, whether it's on the field, on campus, with your buddies, whatever it is, what's your favorite memory of the last four years? Um, you know, it's tough. And for me, I mean, um, the Notre Dame game was very special this year. You know, winning you know, under the lights, in the rain, and just being able to put a performance up like that. Um, you know, that's one of those games you'll never forget. Um, and I'm sure you'll remember this one. Um, you know, it was the 2016 year when we were playing Indiana at home mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the snow game when all that snow started pouring down in the end of the fourth quarter. And it was just, you know, it was one of those special moments that makes you really appreciate college football when you're looking around and the big house is full, you know, you're winning, you're trying to run the clock out and it starts snowing and it's just coming down and then you win the game. Everyone's doing snow angels. Fans are loving it. You know, it's, it's things like that that always are going to stick in your mind. And, um, you know, those are two very, two very memorable, very special games to me. I remember seeing you in 2018 after you guys had dominated the Wisconsin Badgers in mm-hmm. in the big house, and there was there was a smile that went from ear to ear. Um, how, what did that game mean to you? Obviously, being as close as you growing up as close as you did to Madison, choosing to go to Michigan, and then getting that win in the big house. Yeah, that was huge. You know, I, I, like you said, I grew up playing with and playing against a lot of guys that ended up going to Wisconsin, um, you know, going to Michigan, you, I got a lot of backlash from that. You know, how could you be an offensive lineman and leave Wisconsin? Yada, yada, yada. But, you know, being able to win that game by 25 and then let alone that, but, you know, being able to just run the ball for 300 yards against them and prove, you know, that we had the better offensive line. That was, um, you know, that was just a, a huge, huge day for for me personally and for us as a team and um like you said you know that was one of those games that you know you look back on in 20 years and that's always going to be one that pops in the head and you you look back and and you think about the defensive lines that you played against um whether it's you know the the front four for michigan state we heard a lot about those guys obviously ohio state uh with uh, chase young and, and some of the guy players that they had up there when you think about just the competition that you played against in the Big Ten, how prepared do you feel just in regards to knowing that you played against high-level competition at the high, at the college level, how prepared do you feel going to the NFL? Uh, it definitely helps, you know, being able to look at, you know, the, the individual players and also those deep, the, you know, the units of the defensive lines from all the – Big Ten teams that we've gone against, you know, we've gone against, um, you know, arguably the best defensive line, the, you know, the best defensive line conference in the country. And, um, you know, being able to have that in your back pocket, knowing that you've gone through it, knowing you've had some success against them, um, it does, uh, you know, it does help going into the unknown of the NFL. And I know that you're back home in Wisconsin now, and and we had talked about this a couple of times when you've been on the podcast before, um, as we talked to Ben Bredesen, former captain at Michigan, two-time captain, um, the picnic basket. 
I know that things aren't normal right now, but have you had a chance to get back there and, and get back to your, your sandwich, the bomber? Absolutely. Three times already. Yes. <laughs> um, nope. They are doing like a lot of restaurants are, you know, just curbside delivery, you know, just pull up next to it and, uh, they'll run it out to you. So, um, you know, saves, saves me some time. I just pull up there and they run out with it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, been good to be home absolutely it was the first place i stopped and uh, and we'll let you go in here in just a minute i appreciate you spending some time with us but um you know the the future is, the near future is an unknown it, it's unknown where you're going to be playing but it's also unknown when you'll get back to be playing have you heard from any of the any rumors around the nfl or you know from your agent in regards to how the next couple of weeks the next couple of months will will turn out yeah i haven't heard anything finalized yet but um you know there's a lot of talk about you know like the on virtual otas you know like online um probably be some online meetings and things like that um and i don't know when we're gonna be able to all you know show up at the facility um, i'm sure you saw that they just passed that um but they just voted on with the union and the league that mm-hmm. no facility is going to open until all facilities can open. So, um, you know, we're just going to be waiting on that day. And, um, you know, it'll be exciting when everything's opened up again and we're able to, um, you know, go practice and then uh, get some games going. Well, we're excited to see it, and uh, best of luck. And we'll be watching, obviously, all weekend long, waiting for Ben Bredesen's name to pop up. And uh, um, I guess the last one I'll ask you, I know Cesar Ruiz, John Runyon, a couple of your line mates are, are in the draft. How much? How often have you been able to stay in communication with them in regards to what's going on uh, starting on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, we talk, you know, a couple times a week, and we're, you know, we're still in touch with each, uh, with each other. So, um, you know, we're always checking in and making sure everyone's all right. And uh, you know, everyone's doing good now and just, you know, waiting to hear, uh, waiting to hear where we're going. Well, stay safe, stay healthy and, uh, keep working out and, uh, excited for you, bud. So, uh, congratulations uh, early, uh, but, uh, we'll be looking for you and thanks for your time. Of course. Thanks, John. Thanks to Ben Bredesen for stopping by and giving us an update on what he has been up to since the bowl game in preparation for the NFL draft, which is this weekend. It will start Thursday. Uh, the first round will begin at 8 o'clock. You can catch that on ESPN, NFL Network, ABC. All of the same networks will be carrying the second and third rounds, which will be Friday, April 24, at 7 o'clock at night. And then Saturday, we'll round it out with the final four rounds, 4, 5, 6, and 7. will start at noon. That is Saturday, April 25, first round. Thursday, second and third Friday, and four through seven on Saturday. Coming up this Thursday, we will have Cesar Ruiz join us here on In the Trenches and find out how he has prepared for the NFL draft and what his expectations are going into Thursday night. I think he's going to be a happy young man this weekend. Excited to see where all of these guys go, but we'll bring you everything here on In the Trenches. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of In the Trenches with John Jansen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.